If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for the next hour talking professional wrestling, which is something we do every single day here on this program Tune in iHeart, American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over-the-air affiliates like the Mighty Air 1090. Maybe you're listening on podcast or replay on SiriusXM, or maybe you're video streaming on Twitch or YouTube. However you're joining me, I'd just like to say thank you. Hopefully it's sunny outside. If not, hopefully it's sunny inside your mind. It's a little foggy here in our minds because, well, I'm in the host chair right now. That's not going to be for the entire show, exactly at least because the big boss man, Brian Alvarez, is going to be jumping in here at some point. I believe it's possibly after this short segment here. If not, he's going to be joining us after the second segment. But don't worry, Filthy Tom Lawler has joined me once again today. We threatened to talk about stardom and the triangle final yesterday, and we never got to it. But guess what? We are going to get to it today. So for anybody... They may be upset that they did not get their Filthy Four Daily this week with talking about stardom. If you're upset that I lied to you yesterday and we did not deliver on the stardom, guess what? Wonder Ring Stardom Talk today with myself and Filthy Tom. But the big boss man is going to be joining us because there is news coming out of WWE Monday Night Raw last night. Sami Zayn took a foot from Jey Uso, laid out. Kevin Owens doesn't want to be his friend still. But maybe the biggest news, perhaps the biggest news to take place in wrestling this year, not only did Vince McMahon show up backstage at Monday Night Raw, he had a mustache. Oh, yeah. No word on whether it was a sleek Randy Orton-style mustache that makes you look like you're coming out of the trailer next door. No word on whether it was an imitation of Shad Khan, a big, thick, luxurious mustache that is handlebarred up, much in the vein of the Iron Sheik. Maybe the boss man's going to have that information for us, because I know he's going to be talking about Vince McMahon and him showing up last night. And we're going to get into Monday Night Raw, Filthy and I, when we get back from break, Wrestling Observer Live. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. 
Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more, so you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Des Moines, Iowa, proud to once again host the men's NCAA basketball first and second round action, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Our coverage here on Sports Byline is presented by Destination Grill. Destination Grill is Iowa's amazing best new restaurant with incredible fine casual dining, top-notch steak, chicken, and seafood, just to name a few. If you're coming to Des Moines to catch the basketball action or live in the great state of Iowa, your destination is known It's Destination Grill, just 14 minutes from downtown Des Moines. Reservations are cheerfully encouraged at DestinationGrill.com. Destination Grill, Metro Des Moines' best new restaurant. Come see why and experience Midwest hospitality like never before. And hey, basketball fans, Destination Grill has all the games on incredible, strategically placed TVs throughout their award-winning restaurant. You will enjoy tremendous food and drink and not miss a single game. Destination Grill, with an E, Com. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total average rates. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Wrestling Observer Live, also known as the Filthy Tom Lawler Humanitarian Bowl. You know, we do this show right here for an hour at a time every single day, but if you want us 24-7, you could try to find us at least on Twitter. I am at Semper Vivi. He is Filthy Tom Lawler. The timeline for this show, W-O-N-F-4-W. The broadcaster is at Sports Byline USA, and if you love pro wrestling, at Mid-Atlantic Pod, Super Chief. How Wahoo McDaniel made the American Indian a first-class citizen up there for subscribers at the $5 level. And uh, because you hear my voice, that means, once again, the big boss man, Brian Alvarez, not joining us. So I assume he is going to be coming in after this segment right here. But a man who needs 
no help coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, filthy Tom Lawler. Here I am. At there your you disposal, is. Mike. And before Brian gets here, yes. I think we should talk about the big news, or at least speculate on the big news since we have no details. What kind of mustache did Vince McMahon have? What do you think, Mike? Was it like a handlebar, perhaps mm. uh, the walrus style? Maybe maybe the Hulk Hogan horseshoe. Hmm. A Salvador Dali. Where it's there's a lot down of, a little bit. There's a lot of different style. Hmm. Maybe a maybe a little flavor saver as That's... well. <laughs> you know, if uh if the story of Vince McMahon could not get any more uh snaky or unsavory or slimy to you, the thought of Vince McMahon sporting a porn stash should really just ice your cake and yeah, I mean, like, that kind of became the news last night before Raw. There were all of these reports coming in that the executive chairman would be making an appearance backstage for the first time since he actually left but WWE last how July. Could, how could he do this? This is a publicly traded company. Well, goddamn! You had questions about my mustache, you just had to ask! My God, Vince, is that you? Hell yeah, it's me! What are you doing to my chair, kid? You know, Vince, I got to be honest. You know, you always talk about your 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 DNA when it comes to your grapefruits and such. I got to be honest. I thought you would may, even though you're a little bit older now, you may have more. Who's the other guy? I don't know. Testosterone in you to to have more than a pencil thin mustache. <coughs> I shoot. I don't know. Tom, what do you what do you think about Vince's mustache? What are you doing in my chair, kid? It's like Vince meeting Brock Lesnar's new persona. Like the Colonel. I Colonel remember. I remember one time backstage at a show. I that was guy teaming, Josh Woods? I was teaming with Brian Alvarez one time. Who? And John Moxley oh, was back there, and he looks at Brian Alvarez, and he goes, you look like a little kid in a Halloween costume to Brian. Always hated that guy. And I. Dean Ambrose. I feel like I'm having some deja vu here. All over again. I have some deja vu, all right, when I fire you. Yeah, yeah no, listen, I'm here, everybody, for a moment. You are. Because I know the only thing that anybody cares about is this stupid mustache story. You want me to tell you the story? Yeah, I want a mustache First off, question if you're wondering whatever. what everything looked like, this is it, okay? Wait, no, there's no, no. way. There's no, no way it looked like that. Listen, okay? I uh, I got home yesterday, and I was only home for a couple of minutes. And you guys know, every time I go on a trip, something nutty happens. So I get home, and I, I get a text, and the text is, he's back, LOL. And it's like, this could only be one person. And so I said, you're talking about Vince? And uh, at first, this this is how the story evolved, okay? At first, I was told, yeah, he was he was snuck into the building, okay? That's what I was originally told. So I was like, I got to find out what's going on here. So I started I started messaging people, uh, like, is is uh, is Vince there? And it was it was literally, I mean, you know, before anything else, I started getting messages. Dude, he's got a mustache. That was like the only thing everyone was telling me was he had a mustache. I was like, what? Because I don't know if you guys know this or not. 
But uh, you know how Vince hates being called Junior? You know what else he hates? Facial hair. Okay. So then it was described. You ever seen? You ever seen uh, uh, Gomez Adams from the Adams Family? That's what his mustache looked like. I was like, "What?" And so you know, I started asking, like, and uh, and so then later, you know, I I uh, I needed to know more. I'm like, all people want to hear about is this mustache. You know, what did it look like? And then I was told it was a jet black. Like pencil mustache, and he also had jet black hair. <laughs> I was like, "What?" So then, then I got thinking. Then I got thinking. So I know some people are like, "Ah, you know, this is a nothing story. He was there. Who cares?" Blah blah blah, dude. This was the first time this guy has been at Raw since he was ousted. Okay, the first time. So. You know, then I thought back to, you know, him being snuck in the first story I heard. And then I started thinking, like, you know, maybe this guy was just messing around. Like, you know, maybe maybe he drew on a mustache and he snuck in and he was just, like, working everybody. So then I had to get specifics. Like, are you sure that this was a real mustache and he didn't just paint it on with some eyeliner or something? And then, you know, there were people that you know, were around him all night and they were like, no, it was real. It was a real mustache. And he dyed his hair jet black. So that's the story. So, uh, as we talked about a little bit last night, you know, it was not like, you know, they they said he's just here to visit John Cena. And I'm sure he was there to visit John Cena and everything like that. But you guys remember, like, John Cena's been on SmackDown in the last, you know, the last SmackDown of the year. Vince wasn't there to see him. And then, you know, Vince has been out doing stuff with John Cena. It's not like the only time he can see John Cena is by going to a Raw show. So I'm sure he was there to see John Cena, but uh, he was at Gorilla all night. He was sitting there the whole time. And in Gorilla, there is, uh, I guess, what used to be like Vince's chair. He had his own chair. And uh, he wasn't in that chair. Hunter was in that chair. And Hunter was running the show. But Vince was, you know, sitting next to him watching the show. Okay? So the only other thing I want to say is, I know that, like, uh, you know, they're claiming he has nothing to do with anything. He's he's He was just there, you know, meeting with Cena and watching the show or whatever. But, dude, you can't tell me that he's not the guy behind Brock and Omos. I have some observations. You, you can't tell me that he's not involved in that Maximum Male Models and Otis, you know, the fat guy who's going to be a model and then... You know, they're asked to beat up the short, ugly one who, of course, is, you know, Shorty G. Chad. You can't tell me. And, you know, people were like, yeah, well, didn't you see that Johnny Gargano Miz thing? Wasn't that straight out of the Vince playbook? It's like, well, I mean, I guess it's possible he did that. But you know what that was straight out of? That was straight out of NXT. If you watch NXT, look at the stuff they did with uh, Dexter Loomis and Austin Theory was Gargano's son and Dexter's always drawn pictures and indie wrestling and all that. That thing was straight out of Triple H's NXT. So this Brock Omos thing and some of this stuff with the models and Otis and the short little troll, I mean, I find it hard to believe that Vince isn't isn't sticking his hand in something Johnny, else this time. 
Johnny Gargano's goofiness, you know, is usually played up on NXT is a, a lovable thing, not something of derision that was, you know, sent out there by Corey Graves last night. But I thought for me, really, the high sign was the fact that during that maximum male model segment with Baron Corbin, the word troglodyte was used. Mansois called Baron Corbin a troglodyte. Wow. Who else uses that? troglodyte than Vince McMahon? about that? Yeah, and we had the muscle man dance a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you're telling me that Vince is involved in this this Bray and Bobby thing? We'll find out, but... Mm. So anyway, that's the uh, scoop on the mustache and the hair and what he did there and all that stuff. And you know what, everybody? I got a sale to facilitate, so I'm out of here. Mike, you and Tom, you're on your own the rest of the show. Boss man, you're fired. Shave that thing. Oh my God. Wrestling Observer Live. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television we are dish tv 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328 that's 800-293-0328 how would you like to get high speed internet for your home for less than two dollars a day that's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days.
days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800 5145 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi here with you. Filthy Tom Lawler, Wrestling Observer Live. Hey, you know what else is wrestling? The wrestling news is wrestling, and you can make that a part of your day. All the news that you need to know to get your day started or to get you caught up on everything between about uh, 6 to 16 minutes every single day, free in your RSS feeds. Or go over to thewrestlingnews.com, Wrestling News on Facebook, or uh, the Wrestling News AV on Facebook and Twitter as well. So you can go ahead and do that. Uh, any more of our things, you can just go to our Twitters to find Filthy Tom Waller. As we talked about the book with uh, Matt Charlton yesterday, uh, you can find that. Obviously, I'll retweet out Dragon King Carl, our, our man, whenitwascool.com, uh, Carl Stern's book on the 1983 Omnibus. Yes the year of Tom Lawler's birth. I'm not sure if that is noted in the timeline or not. I'll have to go back and double check and see, but filthy, you know, we we probably shouldn't wait too much longer before we actually get into the stardom show since we do have the world famous raw review to do later on, but new Japan pro wrestling, David Finley, after kicking Jay White, I guess out of New Japan, he was already kicked out of New Japan proper. Uh, any uh, satellite workings for New Japan, like here in the United States, he was banned from doing that as well, uh, suffering his loss there. But uh, David Finley now joins the Bullet Club. Any opinion on that? I was surprised. This actually happened when he laid Jay White out right before I wrestled Homicide at the show in San Jose. So... Um, it's no surprise or it should be no surprise to any of the listeners that uh, not really privy to the booking uh, strategies or information of New Japan. So when something happens uh, in front of the live crowd, for the most part, that's, you know, the first time that the wrestlers are finding out about it. So uh, I was surprised to see David Finley be the one to take Jay White out. When you look back at their past, however, you know, it makes pretty much perfect sense. Um, and David Finley being the one to kind of rise up in the absence of Jay White when he's been the one who's been, you know, kind of cast away uh, in a lot of ways over the past few years. Uh, I think it's a good it's a good story arc. I think the more realism they bring into it as well with, you know, seemingly like LP is not on board with this. Uh, Gato is. I think you're going to have a lot of splits and uh, strife within the Bullet Club, and I think there needs to be a change in the Bullet Club. You know, um, Zack Saber Jr. You know, went out there and buried Ujiro by saying, you know, look, the Bullet Club's a joke. You've got Ujiro in there. How can you guys take yourselves seriously? So I think that the Bullet Club's going to get shaken up, and um, you know, I don't know where it's going to go, but 
Uh, I'm excited to see Dave Finley at least be given the shot. You know, he, he more than proved himself during the G1 uh, and after, I thought so. Well, and it's time, too. I mean, he's had to be in the shadows and in the back spot for a long time when they were loaded up with talent, you know, and he was just kind of really getting his feet wet, teaming up with Juice Robinson, and then obviously Juice turns on him, and he kind of took it to a different level uh, while he was regularly working for New Japan, and Finley was kind of forgotten about there, and it is kind of time. We talked about that on the last half in my big audio nightmare, you know, is this... This is kind of, you know, move it or lose it time here for Finley, you would think, and him joining up with the Bullet Club. While I know, believe me, I have been the first one to complain about House of Torture and been the first one to complain about the staleness of the Bullet Club, but if anything can maybe bring some life into this thing, it is somebody out of the left field, maybe like a, a David Finley, who we haven't seen, be a heel yet and, and actually work out his role yet, as well as LP, who seems to be, I would assume 2023 looks to be a pretty good year for him, but... We'll have to see what happens there. In stardom, you could make the case for a lot of people 2023 is going to be a good year. For the company in general, it's probably going to be a pretty good year. They held the Triangle Derby, which was a trios tournament that, for me, Tom, i got to be honest, they're having a lot more one-off pay-per-views now, which makes sense, you know, to try to drive you know people to pay for these shows and to, to drive interest in them and to make them a... You know, something that to people are regularly, you know, the regular fans are, you know, try to get them conditioned to, to pay for these pay-per-views, you know, seemingly every month here and now. But I wasn't a huge fan of the Triangle Derby t- concept, but it seems to have gotten pretty good and then ultimately led into, you know, a lot of other feuds and a lot of other things. How much of this tournament did you see coming into the final and what did you think about what you saw? Well, I caught some of the early action of the tournament but this tournament has been going on for two months like you mentioned and stardom has a lot of shows going on right now and they have a lot of things happening they have stardom new blood there's stardom in showcase so there's like subsets of shows happening within stardom there's pay-per-views happening during uh, the time of this Triangle Derby League, which has been going on for a few months, that don't necessarily play into the Triangle Derby concept itself. So, uh, like I said, I was able to watch the beginning and then kind of catch up on the end. You know, two, two months is a long time. The G1 is yeah. was five weeks this year, you know, and that's that's a long time as well. But uh, a two-month tournament um, is, is long. But when you're looking at it as far as match quality goes and setting things up, like you said, there's a lot coming out of this tournament. And really, I think the big surprise is that the winners of the tournament were the reigning champions. Out of all of the teams uh, going into this final day that I thought would come out as the winners, it was not prominent. But days later, here we find ourselves with the reigning goddesses, uh, or I'm sorry, the artists, of stardom champion prominence retaining their belts in the main event and uh, solidifying themselves as the toughest trio in stardom. And it made complete sense to me, you know, after the fact, leading into it when we were doing the preview on the Big Audio Nightmare, Adam and I, I think we're both looking at it through the guise of other feuds and other titles, not the six-woman title and not the Triangle Derby as much as okay, 
well, you have you and the Seven Up faction with Nane Takahashi. They hold on to the tag belts. We yeah. were looking at it kind of from the Meltier point of view, thinking, okay, you can actually have them go over, pro- you know, have them and maybe prominence in the final or something like that. But will they come out of it and then are challenging Takahashi and you for those titles? It, it didn't really even kind of occur to me that that was not going to be the outsider group that was going to to have some stability here with with prominence who have been a great addition i think they've been a fantastic addition into the mix at stardom but i was i was a little surprised that they got the victory i'm very happy about it though because i think they are a very versatile unit and obviously suzu suzuki gets a lot of the attention and you know kind of like rightfully so the match she had with julia fantastic she's only 20 years old i mean she is one of the young you know, the the young stars across the world, you know, to, to watch for. But Risa Sarah and Kurumi Haragi, you know, to a little bit of a lesser extent, but I thought Risa Sarah really, I thought, looked good, especially in the, the final match there against Yuri Marai and Ami Sore. Uh, Risa Sarah is great, uh, as are the other members of prominence as well. And they just have a different look, a different look to them. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty scarred up. <laughs> to be fair, from the deathmatch circuit. Um, so, you know, they just add a, a different aura uh, to stardom compared to a lot of the girls who are just so kawaii or uh, cute in a lot of ways. The When I looked at this tournament, I thought for sure it was a foregone conclusion that God's Eye was going to walk out as the winners. Now, that wouldn't be for yeah. your, any bias that you have or anything like that, being a, a, a really a the only men's member of, of God's Eye. Well, I thought it just made perfect sense. You know what I mean? I thought that perhaps you'd have 7-Up uh, win in the semis so that then they can challenge prominence in a match for the artist titles. And then you have God's Eye defeat 7-Up in the main event to set up a future match uh, for the goddess or tag team titles. Uh, but instead, we got none of that as God's Eye did defeat the Cosmic Angels. And I thought, Mike, we mentioned, um, you mentioned Kurumi Hiragi earlier. I thought that all four teams did a very, very good job of displaying the talents of the least known member of their teams throughout these matches. With God's Eye, uh, they made Ami Sare look like an absolute monster in both of the matches. Cosmic Angels had Saki on their side from the Colors Girls Pro Wrestling Unit, who's the least known member, obviously with Nats Point and Tam Nakano as well on that team. Um, and they, and they displayed her. She has the best, the best gear live that I've ever seen. Colors is the perfect description of her gear. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful in person. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Kurumi Hiragi with prominence. 7-Up has Yuna Mizumori. And uh, I thought everybody came off great in in the three Triangle Derby matches on this show. Yeah, and even people that, you know, where the tournament was over for them, Lady C teaming up and Donna Del Mondo, they made sure to feature her. And, you know, and, you know, Suri, I, I do want to say this before we go to break. You know, she did have a very busy night after Chihiro Hashimoto who I thought had a really good match against Himeka. I, I am a big fan of Chihiro Hashimoto. 
unfortunately, she is, you know, she and Saray had had great matches over there. I wish she would go to a bigger promotion than Sendai and kind of spread her wings more, but she is so good, and they had a really fun match. She challenged Yuri for the big show coming up in April, so there is that that's going on. When we get back from break, we will mention uh, Saya Kamatani and Hazuki, as well as the Julia match before we get in to the world-famous Raw Review. We'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. I hate the struggle of tough, greasy messes on my stovetop. So I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. When I'm frustrated with stubborn bathtub soap scum, I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. Mr. Clean Clean Freak delivers an innovative cleaning experience with a powerful deep cleaning mist that starts working on contact to break down tough messes in seconds. Just freak, wipe, done. done. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 
Back on the show, Mike Semper, VV with you. Filthy Tom Lawler here, Wrestling Observer Live. Big boss man Brian Alvarez, no word or not on yet he was if he was able to take that mustache off that he, he joined us with a little bit later uh, earlier on. He's got me all uh, flustered there. The thought of Chihiro Hashimoto having kids with Otis also has got me all flustered. Just perfectly, just brown bowling balls, just dropping out there, suplexing people left and right. It's a thought that I'd like to think about, and I'm going to think about it right now while I ask Tom about Saya Kamatani and Hazuki. I'm a big fan of Hazuki. I'm happy she came back. I'm happy she's healthy. I think she's had some really good matches. I didn't think there was a shot she was winning this match with Saya Kamatani because I believed what was going to happen and actually did happen. That's Mina Shirakawa coming out to be the one that challenges Kamatani. And I think with the way things have been going with Mina Shirakawa, she's going to be the one that takes that wonder of stardom title. Oh, interesting. You think so? Huh? I do. I do. <clears throat> well, Much on improved. the other, what do you think is going to happen with Waka? Waka Suka, what is it? Sukumiya? Sukiyama? Sukiyama. Yeah. I, what's going to mm, happen with Waka now? Well, Hmm. Is that the 23rd? No, Sheer Cow's the 23rd. So let's see. Well, wa- Mina wants Waka to join her. Yeah. Waka hasn't won a match, and she said she's going to leave Stardom. Stardom, if she doesn't gonna, win that match. Win. Now, will that sync up on it when it comes to April? Because we're going to, like, it's hard to believe we're not going to get some faction changes here as well, too. I mean, we have, you know, Mina Sherikawa introducing the, what is it, goddess? Was the uh, Venus, uh, Venus, I believe it is? Yeah, Venus. Club so, Venus. Hmm. I don't know. I don't what know what is the address there. of Club Venus? If anybody knows, please. I'm sure in a lot of cities there were, you know, I'm sure a Club Venus here or there. Any anywhere specifically? No, Tokyo, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's the what's the most entertaining club you went to over there that you can tell us about on national radio and not get us oh, kicked I, off? Oh, I didn't do very much partying in Japan. At all? Not even none. No. No, just just to go sightseeing. Nothing. I mean, it depends what you mean by sightseeing. If you mean the new half bar, then uh, the you know, new half some, bar. <laughs> I saw some stuff, but did you drink some uh, some Royal Road uh, beer there too? Were you able to find no, any? No, it's uh, Strong Zero is the drink of choice for Baba many. Chop Liqueur. Is that still available? <laughs> taking people into the deep weeds here. But last thing when it comes to stardom, Julia and Maya Yukii surprisingly went to a double countout. I don't know exactly what I was expecting here. I guess I was expecting a a clean Julia victory, but there's a backstory, even though most people probably don't know it, which is Julia came from Ice Ribbon, and she's been an opponent for Yukii. She has been a teammate of her, but no matter what happens... She can't beat her. She's 0-3, and and now in stardom, in her home territory, where Julia said that Maya has said you never, why do people have to go to stardom to be a star? She's made fun of her for coming over, and now she she can't beat her. So are we going to get a rematch here, you think, right away, or is this just a way to kind of pad what's probably going to be a long reign for Julia? I mean, it could be to set up maybe a match kind of like uh, Okada had outside of New Japan over in the Noah ring. Perhaps uh, Julia is going to go wrestle outside of stardom, or they're going to have to revisit this one far down the line. 
I would think, because as you mentioned earlier, there's like no shortage of phenomenal wrestlers in stardom. And there are a ton of females who you could put up the challenge for either the red belt, the white belt, the tag belts, any of the championships. Um, There's viable contenders for all of them. So I think that that match will probably get revisited down the road unless, you know, Julie is going to make an appearance outside of stardom. And I hope she does, and I hope it's in the States, and I hope it's somewhere towards the East Coast where I can go to the show, please, because she is something else. And when she does get unleashed, you know, internationally, she is, I think, going to be a big draw and a big star. We'll see what happens. She and Mercedes Monet, whether anybody likes it or not, on paper is a great match that people want to see. Will we actually end up getting it at some point this year? We're going to have to see. What we do have to get to, though, even though it's going to disappoint many of you in the chat, at least the Twitch chat, I don't know about the YouTube chat, is the world-famous Monday Night Raw review emanating from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. The show opened up. They showed the bloodline arriving at the building. Sans Roman earlier on in the day been decreed that Solo Sokoa would be the one that would take out Kevin Owens while Jimmy would take uh, take care of Jay, at least, uh, if he interfered in his match that was going to be coming up later on with Sami Zayn. That led that opening segment into the first match with Owens and Solo. They brawled outside to start. Immediately, Kevin Patrick was out of breath. I have noticed this with him where he is just like, Kari, they, Kevin Owens, what's he going to do? And it's just he's – they took something so good with him as this, like, trolling backstage Jim Gray type of interviewer. They have stuck him on play-by-play. No bueno. I like Byron Saxon. I think he's a good person. Find something for him to do somewhere in the company – Please put Kevin Patrick back with Kathy Kelly behind the scenes doing interviews, please. I, 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 I struggle to say this because I fear the hatred that I will get, but uh, I much prefer having the play-by-play person be a native of the country in which the show comes from. You oh, look I mean? at you. I think that like, – well. Like Captain America over here, huh? <laughs> no, but I mean, you've got Wade Barrett does a, a great job as the color commentator. And I think throughout history, that has been the traditional role uh, for, you know, somebody with a different accent. I like. Well, it's supposed to add, add some class to the proceedings there when you have a proper it does. accent. I'm not, I, I'm not complaining about them being on commentary. I'm saying that the play by I specifically said the play by play role. I prefer when it's somebody who's a native speaker of, of from that country, I guess I would say. Ladies and gentlemen, I gave it out his Twitter account earlier. You just go ahead and blow up Tom oh, for that. Don't, come don't, on. Yeah. Can you name any can you name any foreign play by play announcers? Can you give me some? Michael Chavallo? That's a different sport. Hey, you're right. That's true. That's true. Hey, look, Americans all right. don't care. Americans don't care about kickboxing. <laughs> Long story. And I hated him as a wrestling announcer. Everybody loved him. I hated him. I thought I did nothing about him. I thought he was just long. Anyway, long story short, Jimmy Uso ran in the ring to force the DQ on Kevin Owens and on Solo Sokoa. They tried to beat Kevin Owens down afterwards. Sami Zayn jumped out of the crowd, made the save, got into the ring. Kevin Owens slumped in the corner. Sami Zayn very dramatically came over. We have the crowd starting to rise a little bit. He holds out his hand. 
Kevin Owens shakes him out, shakes him off. He goes to the back. He's done with that for a while. Then we get a recap of Tom's favorite show, SmackDown, from Friday with Bobby Lashley and uh, Uncle Howdy. Lashley then cut a promo saying that he doesn't want any more of the kid games. He wants Bray to meet him like a man. As he says that in the background, the gimmick goes off behind him and makes the flash. So that was it when he came to Bobby Lashley and Bray last night. At, Byron at least then- Bobby Lashley is no-selling this. That's true. At least he's not out there acting scared. Acting That's like true. he's spooked. That's actually the, the corner. best part of this whole thing. He just doesn't thing. give a damn. It's the only thing that's given me hope for the match is that when they, it is time, it's just they go in there and it's like a fist fight. And fine if Bray Wyatt wins, but like no spooky or at least minimize the spooky because Bray Wyatt, again, he sells a lot of merch, all that sort of stuff. I don't only want to see him in the ring if he's going to be punching somebody in the face or getting punched in the face. Carmella did not get punched in the face with her match with Bianca Belair, but it was it was very Byron Saxton before this match. It's a non-title match against the WWE Raw Women's Champion. Byron asked Carmella, "What defeating Bianca Belair mean to her tonight?" And Carmella answered, and then Chelsea Green ran in. Then we had the match, which Bianca Belair won relatively quickly. That was that. Then backstage. Sami Zayn tried to approach Kevin Owens, and he told him they have to work together to take down the bloodline. He says he knows Owens is still pissed. He's not even asking him to team up. He just needs him to know that they have got to work together to take out the bloodline because he was in the bloodline. He knows, and that's where Kevin Owens cuts him off. Simply says, yeah, I know you were in the bloodline because, again, I was fighting them for eight months while you were going to help them out. Kevin Owens says, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and apologize, go back to Roman, maybe he'll take you back, massage his ego, that'll be that. At the end of the segment, which was good, Corey then says, that seems as though there's still fractures between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like, no kidding, no kidding. But what'd you think about that segment, anything at all? You know what this storyline now reminds me of? It's And it's actually the inverse of Sting and Lex Luger. From back in the day. Remember? I thought that they were just, they they played off of each other so great. Remember, everybody thought Lex Luger was going to turn his back on WCW and Sting, for some reason, was the only one, the only one that believed him. Now, I mean, Kevin Owens has every reason not to believe Sami Zayn, but he's now left being the only one who doesn't believe that they're going to get back together, which they will. They will. They will. We had a kick-ass Rhea Ripley promo, uh, or not a promo, but a video package for her match coming up with Charlotte Flair, which led into Miz TV with Logan Paul. Seth Rollins immediately comes out, starts dancing. We get a long, extended chorus sing, uh, sung from the fans. We, we it was just it was a lot of time Wait. wasted on this segment. Oh, let me tell you, oh. I listen to this every week. Brian Alvarez is wrong about Seth Rollins. This Why? is the best Seth Rollins gimmick. Like a melting candy cane out there. I love it. I got no clue what he's doing. I don't care. <laughs> he's out of his mind. I bet you him and Becky have fun when they go shopping. That's for sure with their wardrobes and everything else. They seem like a very, very <laughs> fun couple. But he called Logan Powell, or Logan Powell, Logan Paul, called him a coward, called him a troll, called him a fraud. And he did this with a pause between 
each, I don't know if that's part of the gimmick now or not, but he pauses in between everything that he says. Long story short, since the match wasn't official, it is right now. Logan Paul and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Omas killed Dolph Ziggler while Mustafa Ali Ugh. made fun of Dolph Ziggler. Then it was time for Maximum Male Models backstage. Maxine Dupree was uh, staring off, complimenting someone, talking to her men. Baron Corbin rolls up, thinks that they're talking to him, but no, they're talking about Otis. Otis. But they do say if you can get Chad Gable away from Otis, we may let you in the group, not to spoil or anything, but Baron Corbin lost, so they're still going to be chasing Otis with Chad Gable still getting in the way. Johnny Gargano, who is small and likes cartoons and is goof, defeated Finn Balor. You know, the the match itself with what they did was pretty good, but they did have to point out. Well, they 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 made sure to point that out, okay? But Loomis took out Dexter, uh, took out uh, Priest on the outside. That allowed Edge to actually spear Balor. He's the one who actually cost him uh, the win. And I thought, okay, it's going to be a six-man tag here. No, because later on, Edge goes because because Finn Balor cost him a match he never should have lost. No offense to Johnny Gargano, he cost Finn a match he never should have lost, so I think the odds of a big six-man tag, they're probably going to go down. We have John Cena in his microphone battle, if you'd like to call it that, with Austin Theory and the main event with Jimmy Uso and Sami Zayn coming up when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 
That's 800-788-1495. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We don't have time for no rejoiner music. We got a short segment coming up here and still a whole lot we need to talk about with myself and Filthy Tom Lawler, including John Cena burying Austin Theory on commentary. The end where Jay Uso makes it official, super kicking Sami Zayn in the face. He is a member of the bloodline. Sami Zayn is not. And Boogs trying to deadlift a production truck. I'd, I'd like to skip over the boob stuff. John Cena absolutely <laughs> eviscerated Austin Theory on the microphone. And I think what made it even worse in the end was he goes to leave and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And they shook hands. He hugged. He raised Cody Rhodes' hand to the crowd. If I've ever seen a passing of the torch, that was one of them. So I feel bad for Austin Theory in this situation now because it looks like no matter what the outcome of that match is, John Cena's right. He's going to have to go out there on his own the next day and prove he's worthy. And uh, Cena and Cody made it very hard for him to do so. Yeah, you know, when they were tearing Austin Theory down and people were making fun of him, I kind of liked it because you wanted to separate him from Vince. He was kind of built up as this goofball anyway. Tear that down, rebuild him. I thought Cena was so heavy-handed with it last night that I don't know if they're trying to send a message. I don't know what it is, but they better be careful because even if he defeats John Cena after that, you better be careful with Austin Theory because he's kind of on that border right now. Yeah, I mean, he could be one day a good big star for them, but you want it kind of co- to consistently happen where we get guys like Grayson Waller, Carmelo uh, Hayes, Braun Breaker, those guys come up from the uh, from NXT to the main roster, and he's going to get a little bit more forgotten about. But Filthy, thank you very much again for joining me today. I think I'd like to thank uh, Bossman. I don't know if you would or not, but... We're out of time because I I hear it trailing off, so we shall talk to you again after a while.